I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, 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 stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Michael Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is what we do every single week without fail. Without fail. What We never fail. <laughs> How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well. I'm just uh, hanging out uh, and, you know, recovering from the weekend. You know how we party animals like to do. I'm just recovering from the huge weekend of going to musical theater and seeing Star Wars and doing all that. Uh, sounds like my kind of weekend. I know. Well, uh. actually, you know, by chance, I got invited to see a performance of the Adina Menzel musical, If Then, which I know you've seen. Yeah, I saw that same cast. Yeah. And a uh, friend of the show, Paul, as, as you know, I don't know if we've made it explicitly clear on this show, worked to some capacity in the business of show. Yeah. Correct? And so uh, he was going to see, uh, actually, the uh, would you call the male lead the, the army guy? Um, I guess so, yeah. So, well, Paul, would Paul Anthony knows. Rapp not be the other one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is Anthony Rapp – so there's, like, a nerdy bisexual guy played by Anthony Rapp, and then there's the suave army doctor uh, played by somebody. But that's too <laughs> – but that's who Paul is friends with, okay? Yeah. Knows him like – like, Paul casted him in, in his very first thing years ago. So uh, Paul had said, oh, I would go see it, and, and Paul got house seats. So we were third row center here at this Adina Menzel musical, and I paid zero dollars, right? Nice. And yeah. I know this isn't really a theater review show, but I do want to hear your thoughts, because, you know, uh, for those of you that don't, uh, don't know, it's a musical starring the vehicle for Adina Menzel, or you may know her as Adele Nazim. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, she also sang Let It Go from Frozen, as I'm sure we're all sick of. Yeah. And she's in I, Wicked. I would say most famously Wicked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't she married to Tay Diggs? Married to Tay Diggs? I, I, I looked at her. Are they still? No, Are 2012. Still no? I knew nothing oh, okay. about Indina Menzel before Friday, and now I know everything because of Yeah. So. Uh, we go to, to uh, this If Then and uh, Adina Menzel. Oh, and so the musical, because Mike and I are going to talk about it right now. How would you describe it? Basically, she's in a park. She meets up with two friends. Yeah, so the play starts and then two simultaneous – she makes a choice and simultaneously that puts her off in two different directions. So you see what happens if she chose to go with one group of friends or chose to go with the other group of friends and how her life would change and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you see two stories going at the same time. She jumps back and forth into both. It, I got a little bit confused, and I, I feel like I tried really hard to not get confused. Like, they they do put a lot of effort into, like, not making it 
so confusing. Like mm-hmm. she has kind of a different nickname in both and it goes back and forth to that and et cetera, et cetera. But like it was just hard to remember like, okay, so I know that she's in this story now, but does that mean she has kids or doesn't – you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. hard to remember all the stories. And she wears night. glasses in one of them. Oh, that's helpful, yeah. Which I was wondering because Paul and I were – now, here's the thing. Both Paul and I had heard it was very confusing. Uh, the reason I went was Paul's partner, John, had seen it already and so had no interest and so had given his review, which was very similar to yours. Yeah. And so we – so one, we had very low expectations for this. Sure. And two, we knew it was confusing going in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So we were prepared to focus. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. also we were talking about it probably helps that we were – in the third row, so it was very clear when she had glasses and when she didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. does that make sense? I was I like in that- the 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 furthest back row, I believe, when I saw it. Yeah, and I could see that being hard, especially her hairs in her face, and you're like, is she wearing glasses? Is she not wearing glasses? Yeah. Where we could very easily see. There were also a couple moments, like in the birthday scene, there's like a hanging sign mm-hmm. that would change between. She went by like Liz and Beth. Elizabeth. Is that right? Oh, Beth. Nope. So mm-hmm. the sign would change back and forth between Liz and Beth, yeah. and I didn't get that until like the almost the end of the whole birthday stuff because from where I was sitting, it was kind of like hard to see the sign and stuff. Too. Oh, well, you know what's funny is uh, I'm gonna tip my hand a little bit with this story here, but you know I went backstage and talking with the cast and whatnot, and the guy that played the lead, the one that Paul knew, said you know on Broadway because oh, for the for those of you that ugh, for those of you that don't know, what's unique about this touring company is it's most of the Broadway Broadway cast. Yeah. So he was saying on Broadway they had this really elaborate. Uh, setup that projected like almost like a hologram, and he was telling us how they did it. It's not interesting, but it projected a hologram of New York on. You could see it, right? So when the stories switched back and forth, I guess Beth and Liz are in different parts of the city, so uh, it, 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 the map would move, mm. which made it easier to tell also totally. when they were in which story, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, um. So we see that, and I, so honestly, I think the first act is a little dumb, right? Um, but I thought the second act was really good. And I actually, I liked it okay. Like, look, am well, I going to go back and see it? But no. Here's but. my question for you. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where I decided if this was like a six or a seven mm-hmm. on a scale of 10 for me. Uh, do you find, or could you see yourself ever? playing the soundtrack in your car no. or even just singing a song no. you know you know what i mean so i couldn't even tell you one song from that show yeah me neither it just was kind of like mm, good it, just it was wasn't that, it was that like 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 where are we going with this is this where you want it to go i thought you were my partner but i guess you're not you know <laughs> yeah and there were multiple songs about city planning yeah <laughs> Just not something that I find, you know, sing, myself uh-huh. singing all the time. But. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we go see this show, and then afterwards we go backstage. Now, when we go backstage, we have to walk out of the theater and then go around the theater, and there's a backstage door. at the, We're at the Pantages Theater, okay? Mm-hmm. And there is, like, a barricade set up, and there are, Mike, who knew this Adina Menzel was so popular? Huh. Like, like, is that a w- wicked joke? No, oh, not funny. Oh. I know, wasn't like no, but like so everyone liked like Mike hundred. I would say 
over a hundred people really crowding the barricade, waiting for it to come out with like you know like when you see a movie and they're waiting for the star to come out. It looked like that, like the extras for that. Like, do just, you think that Anthony Rapp had anything to do with it too? He's the original Mark from Rent, and he uh, has maybe his own following as well. Maybe so. Um, he so Paul and I walk. There's like a space for people to walk. You know, the, the security has to let us in, and we walk past the barricade. Another musical theater reference there, and we go backstage, right? And when we do. Someone comes and gets us, and we the and uh, whoever plays the lead in the shadow of his name, James, I think, or something. Um, he he goes, well, let me show you the stage, and so that's when he took us on the stage of the Pantages. Yeah, I saw your Facebook picture. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and we got to see, and he explained how the show worked on Broadway with all his friends, and then um, we spent time on the stage, and different cast members were coming in and out, and then we're about to leave. And Adina Menzel comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And she – look, the, my interaction with Adina Menzel was, hi, nice to meet you. That was my total interaction with Adina Menzel. Yeah. So it's like most of your first dates. Yeah. No, that's more interaction because I actually met her. So then um, – <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, hi and bye. And – you know, I didn't mean for it's. I think the, my Facebook picture was a little misleading. The purse. I said I grabbed her purse. It's the purse she uses in the show. Oh, I understood. Maybe because I've seen the show. Yeah, and I just assumed yeah. it was a prop. Yeah, it was sitting right there, and so I grabbed it. Now she was standing right there, but it wasn't her. I didn't actually just snatch her purse from her in real life. Oh, for those oh, yeah. of you that don't know, so what I did was I used the prop purse and recreated a scene with friend of the show Paul as if I was in If Then. Right. And someone took the picture. So, uh, um, which, by the way, again, a testament to Adina Menzel. That might might be one of my most liked Facebook posts of all time. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. A ton of people liked it. People I haven't heard from him in years, you know? Yeah. So, we uh, – and- Go ahead. So maybe the Facebook algorithm picked up too, like, oh, all these people are liking it. So, it delivered it to more of your, like, Oh, randos. maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we uh, we do we have a little bit of a laugh, ha ha ha! Everyone thinks it's so funny, and then we're gonna walk out now through where at the where we came in, where I'm thinking that's where everybody that's where Anthony Rapp walked out of, that's where everybody else walked out of, you know. And then Adina Menzel goes, oh, "Okay, well, bye, whatever your name is, um, and bye, guys. It was nice meeting you. I'm gonna go out this way." <laughs> she went. <laughs> She went out a completely different way. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny when I was walking out of the theater to see all these people. Now, Anthony Rapp had already so left. Sad. So sad. So there's Anthony like a hundred people waiting. Yeah, and more than hundred people. It was packed. We're walking through and they're all sitting there with their cameras and their if-then programs and, you know, wicked programs and look at this and yeah. look at that with Sharpies in their hand waiting for Adina Menzel to come out. And, where I'm, and I meanwhile, just there's like a scruffy reporter from like broadway.com smoking a cigarette by the other door yeah and he like catches her and he's like he gets the scoop yeah well he it, well, you know what too he's standing by the door where she doesn't so she walks out first and he's behind her he's like taking the other eggs in eh, adina what michael what are you doing here i'm on to your tricks menzel 
So uh, I thought that was so funny. She just walked out the other way, left all these hundred over a hundred people just waiting for her. She got in her oh. dumb Uber or whatever she took, yeah, to go home. Uh, but yeah, that was my if then experience with friend of the show Paul. And now, uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know what the tour looks like for that show, but let's say somebody listening sees that if then is coming to their their local touring theater. Would you? I can actually tell already them, tell you. Would you tell them yes? Go. Go get an episode. Go uh, get a ticket and watch the show. I don't know. I don't think I would because you know theater tickets are expensive. They are. It was an entertaining night for me because it was free. Well, like for a a couple, so two tickets. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the shittiest seat for two a pair of tickets for under a hundred bucks. Like it's going to no. be more than a hundred bucks. I would be Easily. pissed if I saw this show and well, unless you know it already and like it. I think I paid like $60 for each ticket. Oh, my God. And, I mean, part of it was I told you I had a friend in town, and it was like something that both of us would do. But also, like, I don't think Steve would have liked this show at all. He doesn't like musical theater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, that, like, that, that's not a show you, to, that is not a show you take someone who does not like music. Because that just cements everything everyone hates about musical theater. Right. Oh, look, they're in the subway. This will be easy to get through without them bursting into song, right? You know nope. what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny, too, about those productions, too? It's like, God bless them, because Broadway is not diverse at all. And so it is, I will say, it's a very diverse cast, you know? But it it's just diverse enough. And so what's funny is then you go like, okay, well, her friend's black, and there's one other black girl, so she's the understudy. <laughs> and then he dates an Asian guy, and oh, there's the other Asian guy. Okay, like you're like, oh, well, that, you can see who the understudies are in the show. Yeah, that's funny. It's very, very obvious. So uh, yeah, no, you do not. I so I so the guy in the lead was saying that they're just going to San Diego and then Orange County, and they're done. Oh, so it goes from L.A. to San Diego to OC mm-hmm. to Orange is, County. Yeah, but we have people listening in OC, and you're saying. Guys, don't waste your time. Rent a movie and watch it on Redbox instead. Watch something yeah. on Redbox instead. Okay. Yeah, I would. I think I'm with you. Yeah, mind. I think yeah, if like, you're if you're a hardcore musical theater fan, this is like a decent. I mean, it's a good production of, but it is a musical. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, it's not like a cheap version of something. No, and. The cast works really hard. I felt she was like phoning it in. I told Paul during intermission, it feels like she has like somewhere to be after the play and she's just trying to run through the play or like she's like running lines in her rehearsal. You know, mm-hmm. what's funny is Paul said, oh, John told me, I think he, she has a speech impediment. And I go, no, she doesn't. She's sucking on lozenges while she's doing the show. He goes, she is. I go, yeah, check it out during the next act. And sure enough, she's like sucking on lozenges or some sort of candy. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. When you're that close, you can see it. She has it like, it's like that. Um, that's why she sounds, she talks about it. She must have some sort of voice issues or she's annoyed, uh, nervous about her voice. She's multitasking so, maybe. Like in the beginning, you know how she makes the phone call? Maybe that was like a real phone call to somebody. <laughs> she really <laughs> is. Only makes, that only makes sense if you've seen the stupid show. She's a city planner. She's actually really planning <laughs> designs for some like homeless shelter or whatever. I don't even know what, that's the thing too. I don't even know what she's a city planner of. The city. What do you mean? I don't know, but I, I know. But like, what? She's like, "Oh, good job on that project, Beth." I'm like, what uh, project? 
Oh, you're so. What, we can't get into the weeds on this. We're already in the weeds on this musical. I think this entire like story, this play, is the weeds. So if we're getting into the weeds, we're like outside of the weeds and into the weeds of the weeds. Uh, Mike, another week of fucking talking about musicals. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about musicals every week. Yeah, last week I watched the Christmas Story, right? Yeah. Which you know, do you think now it's going to be now? Oh, I have a Christmas present to do right now. Do you think friend of the show, uh, Scott the Seder, is going to now give us another fucking text message about musicals? Maybe. Thank you. That was my Christmas present for the year. So, but yeah, good time with a uh, friend of the show, Paul. Really, do you know what a michelada is, Mike Lawson? No. It is a – I actually really like them. It's, it, they've become really popular recently, especially with the beer-drinking frat boy set. But it's a Mexican take on – like they take beer and then they add some sort of like savory element and spicy element, whether it be like – it could be uh, Worcestershire sauce or some sort of base like that with some spice in it. And they add it to okay. the beer and make it gives us like this weird sort of like um, umami spicy taste of the beer. Okay. Okay. So Paul had said, I want to get a, a bowl of soup before we go to the play. Uh-huh. Uh, so I go, oh, there's a Mexican restaurant, nice Mexican restaurant down the street. Why don't we go there? So he goes, he orders some soup. And the guy said, the waiter says, hey, listen, uh, you still have a few minutes before happy hour ends. Do you guys want anything? We have like $5 margaritas. Um we're watching – sorry. I just got a text message from Paul who says, how gay is this? We're watching the Christmas special for the Judy Garland show. And he sent a <laughs> screenshot. Anyway, um, he goes, we're, we uh, have $5 margaritas and $5 beers and we have $5 micheladas. And I go – and Paul goes, oh, that sounds good. I Yes, for sure. Let's do that. I go, okay, I'll take one too. The guy comes and he brings a glass of beer and he pours it in you know, the, the michelada with the beer with the hot sauce and this. And Paul goes – what is this? And he goes, it's a michelada. And he goes, oh, I thought he said meat enchilada. Oh. And so he was like super disappointed. He thought he was getting a meat enchilada. So I wanted to know did if he Did he drink it was. anyway? He did, actually. We yeah. had a good time. But anyway, that was my Friday night. What's going on with you, Michael Lawson? Well, I just uh, sent all my Christmas cards. I think I'm pretty much done. I have a, a long list of people that I send cards to. And I, you got one. Did you get it? I sent you one, I should say. But did you receive it? I don't think. I'll look. I don't. I don't I, when did you send what? it? Like a week ago. I'll look. I, I don't think I've gotten it yet. Okay. I mailed yours from my office mail room too. So okay. I wonder if that makes any difference. You, I would think that would be the quickest way. Um, well, anyway, I mailed you a Christmas card, and I mailed. I have a pretty long list of people um and it kind of just people who i I, here's how i see a christmas card um and by the way i'm not christian so i'm not it's not i I think the card even i'm certain the card just says like happy holidays and new year or something like that like i don't talk about christmas exactly but like every year when i fill out the christmas card uh envelope and or every year when i address them it like for you know, two minutes, I remember, oh, this person, what that person means to me, whatever. So like, I just like kind of take stock, right, of everybody in my life and that sort of thing. Um, so I sent all my cards out every, every once in a while, very rarely now, I'll get a rando card from somebody. That's the second time I said rando in this 18 minutes of show so far. But 
I'll, every once in a while, I'll get a random card from somebody who is not on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who, uh, you know what it, I've gotten a lot of recently is uh, what someone called lies listeners. Because once um, I used on my old podcast, I said my mailing address. So that's in people's books. And then when they go to send out the cards, they will add add me to their list and I'll get a card from them. So I'm going uh, – I get a card recently from somebody who just addressed – no return address. And then inside the card it said – it was a personalized message, handwritten, that said something like, I hope you're enjoying your new job. Um, it was even something nice like uh, – Something about all the great you do for the world or something like that. Oh, definitely and, wasn't me. Yeah. And then it said, love Dave. D-A-V-E. And the postmark was like something that I didn't match up anywhere. There's one other Dave. There's a David on my list that I sent a card to. But David, first of all, is Jewish. And the card was clearly a Christmas card. Not a Jewish card. I don't think he would have bought a card that was so christmas uh, explicitly Christmas. So I basically got a Christmas card from somebody I don't know. So if I wanted to throw this out into the universe, the podcast universe, mm-hmm. if you send me, a, if your name's Dave and you send me a card, I don't know what your address is and which Dave you are. The Do you end. think this person listens to catching up? Maybe. I mean, I feel like it's certainly possible because of the what's a McCullies thing that somebody out there named Dave has my address, but maybe. Dave doesn't want a card back and that he's just sending me a card, but at least throw your last name in there or like your, tw- your Twitter handle or something. Dave mm. sit on a crucifix or whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, those are my cards. Do you send cards, Joey? No, never. No. How do you feel about getting cards? I look at them. I don't keep them forever. Do people, do people expect me to keep them forever? No, I don't know if you're supposed to keep them. I usually, and I haven't this year yet, I'll do like the, have you seen a Christmas tree sort of thing people put up? Um, yes. Like, you know what's so funny? When I like go to people's pyramid. houses, yeah, when I go to people's houses, I love looking at those things. Yeah. I like looking at them and I like putting it up. I haven't done it this year yet. And for the stupidest reason, I brought my scotch tape downstairs. <laughs> yeah. And I just have never brought it. So I have a pile of cards sitting here that I keep th- thinking, oh, I'll get the scotch tape and I'll do that. And it's like a few days before Christmas and I haven't done it. So that means I probably never will. You probably never will, Mike Lawson. Uh, I, you know what's so funny is I have the opposite problem. I need to – so the way that the um, my iPod charger works, like where I have my iPad charger, I should actually say, in the ideal – socket but it's super unreachable so i wanted to like tape or somehow fasten the end of the charger to something right and even scotch tape would do okay mm-hmm. i've been so lazy it's the same thing i haven't ta- i just now just deal with this with the wire connector falling to the floor uh-huh because i'd rather do that than go downstairs and get the scotch tape <laughs> is the ipad socket like i mean um is the charger like near a table of some sort that you yes. tape it to or yeah. the wall? Yeah, it's a table. That's why you have to reach behind the table whenever it falls. Oh, yeah. You know what I do is I have – and this is like a very common life hacker thing is you know those binder clips? Yeah, I, I used to do that, but the, it, it, I don't have one big enough for this table. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, 
That was a good story. <laughs> What's up with you? Any interesting Christmas cards? Did you get any interesting ones? Um, I like them all. I feel like I could be wrong. I think Kathy Bacon colored hers. Like, actually, like it was a black and white card that she colored in herself. Pride 48 listener Kathy Bacon, you feel, colored yeah. her Christmas card. And she wrote you a note, which I already read to you. I I received the note. Kathy Bacon, I received your note. Mike Lawson read it to me. Um, I like all of them. They're all good. And you know what? The uh, Rob and Rob, who I want to say friend of the show because they're Pride 48 people, but maybe they don't actually listen. I don't think they listen. Uh, but That's weird. You're friend with the Robs. Yeah. Uh, they sent me a card. Because they're they... also friends with someone you don't like. I wonder if that's well, hard for them. Yeah, they're nice people. Well, I and... guess I'm friends with you guys too, so. Uh, um, Rob and Rob always send a good card, and they take a um, – they have a printout of like a photo that they took from the previous year. Like a good photo, and this one's of like a tree with snow on it. It's nice. Do you think we'll ever take like a glossy, nice photo of, a, of us together for the show? No. Do you? Like our arms crossed back to back looking at the camera? Mm, I don't think so. Do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with you? What else? Um, what other stories do you got for me? You ever hear of this movie Star Wars? Um, I think so, yeah. Have you seen the new one yet? I did, yeah. I saw it Saturday. I saw it Saturday as well. And so I bought tickets for the 5.15 p.m. show at the Arc Light Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of my it's my second favorite theater my favorite okay. is the landmark but my I love the Arclight Hollywood okay yeah and uh, I saw so, mine at um, around the same time at the Metreon in San Francisco oh yeah so but the other thing I had to do that day was my nieces my beautiful wonderful nieces were in their Christmas show in the afternoon at yeah. 2 o'clock in Brea, oh California. And you know where that it is. It sounds like it's starting like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> Why? Because you're like, oh, I'll be there. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. yeah and exactly. you're like, well, yeah, and I have these my... important Star Wars tickets. Yeah, I, exactly. So I had these important Star Wars tickets, and uh, I was going to go see the show. Well, to me, like, how, lo- how long could a kid's Christmas show be? <laughs> so... Um, I go to the show. Meanwhile, my my, my uh, sister-in-law even says, oh, they're right in the beginning. I'm like, oh, great. Good. Right? Yeah. I go to this Christmas show. Sure enough, they're right in the beginning. They're adorable. They're cute. But they're only in this number. And these people who run this Christmas show are like so strict. They're like, you can't see them until after the entire show is over and we release them. Yeah. Mike Lawson, this show is over I get too. that. I, actually, I understand that whole thing, though. Otherwise, all of you guys would be gone. This show is over two hours long. Oh, God. I have to be in... You know where Brea is, and you know where yeah. Hollywood is. Yeah. In Christmas traffic, I have to get from Brea to from at around 4.15. Mm-hmm. In Hollywood, in my seat. That's when the movie starts, by 5.15. Oh, God. So it's like, hi, girls. Oh, my God. You were so awesome. Take a picture. Snap. Okay, later. Bye. You know? And so I jump in my car and I take off. And Mike Lawson, I am driving down this freeway like a bat out of fucking hell. I'm like, and there's traffic. I'm weaving in and out of traffic. It starts raining. Were you meeting somebody 
at not, the theater? Oh, no, by myself. But these are like it's one of those theaters where you reserve a seat. Uh oh, that's good actually. Yeah. Because we can I tell you, um, Steve is a huge Star Wars fan. So we had to buy our tickets like way in advance on Fandango because he was so nervous. And then um, there was a weird story where my old boss was like, oh, I want to join you guys. But she wasn't sure and she had to get see if she could get away from the kids, all of this. Okay. And so I bought Steve and I's ticket. And then my boss is like, I can go. And I was like, okay, here's uh, the time in the theater. We already bought our tickets on Fandango. Yeah. And she's like, perfect. I'll pay you back. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't buy your ticket. (laughs) So I had to go buy her ticket. And then Steve wanted to get to the theater like two hours early because he was so afraid that there was going to be a long line. And there was a line, but it wasn't that long. So, Mm -hmm. But we got in. And did you make it there in time? Well, so I rushed rushed to this theater, right? Clock ticking away. It's like five o'clock by the time I get off the freeway. I still have to drive down Sunset in traffic and the rain. Uh, uh-huh. Get into the huge park. There's a huge because the arc light is basically like in a little mall. So there's a huge parking structure at the parking. And this Star Wars is so popular, it's packed. Right? But I'm still good. The movie starts at five fifteen. I just got and I have the ticket. I printed the ticket. And you have a signed seat. An assigned like, seat. If it was us, we'd be fucked. We'd be yeah. first row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. first come, first serve. And- yeah. Assigned seat, and I'm going through the, and there's a line of cars looking for a parking spot in the parking structure. Okay. At this point, it's like 510. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get nervous, but okay. I'm still okay. I'm still good. You know? Line of cars. Then there's a guy. So there's one guy in front of me. I'm the second car in the line, and then a ton of people behind me, right? Right when the guy in front of me is passing, a car turns its brake lights on, right? Yeah. So this guy throws his car into reverse. Ew. Right? And Mike, but not even like super far. Like he's far away from me kind of actually, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's no way for me to go. I cannot go back. And so I start honking my horn. I'm like, me, me. And as, as, he, as he keeps going, I'm like hitting it harder and longer, right? Runs into my car. <gasps> Shut up. Reverses right into my car. Okay. Shut the fuck up. How mad are you at this point? Now at this point, I'm ready to accept anything in life, right? And my car's a piece of shit, if anybody, if anyone doesn't know. So we pull off to the side, and I'm like, oh, I'm more concerned about making it on time, right? Yeah. I pull off to the side, he pulls off to the side, he gets out of the car, he's super cute. And apologetic. Oh, okay, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> He's super cute, apologetic, and he goes, "Oh my god, did I do that to your car?" And I go, "No, sadly, that's just my car. <laughs> my car." <laughs> I go, "You know, you didn't do anything, man. It's fine." He goes, "Oh wow." I was like, "Oh." I go, "You know, good luck with your parking." So then. He takes off, and then I have to find parking. I finally find parking. I run to the theater. By this point, though, now, it's like 525. Well, there was like an hour worth of previews. Did they let well, you in? I was like, well, I was like, you know what? I just go in. Well, then I go, I'm just going to exchange the ticket for it another time. Because this is one of those theaters that's showing in every theater every 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? So I go up to the guy, and then I'm in line behind this old man and his son. Right, and I'm just like, wait, I want to get the next showing, and they're like, the the, the son's like, they have one at five forty five, Dad. <laughs> For what? For Star Wars. 
Which one is this again? Like that whole thing going on? Yeah. Finally, I get up there. I tell the guy, look, I was in the parking lot. Someone hit my car, which isn't a lie. Totally And I'm totally late. Yeah. Can I exchange it? He's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, yeah. He's like, yes, yes, let's do it. So the next one that was open was 630. Okay. He goes, the next one's open at 630, if you don't mind, like an hour away from now. And he goes, um... The only we will have one seat though. It's by the handicap section. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care, right? Yeah, was, okay. So I went to the bar. I got a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. You know, I got a couple of uh, a couple of drinks. That, oh, the arc light had a bar inside. The yeah. guy who hates you sees you there, and he's like, "Oh my god, did I put you in the handicap section?" <laughs> he thinks that he like injured you. <laughs> I'm wearing a big white scarf, and he thinks I have like one of those like whiplash things on. <laughs> so, um. I go to my seat. Mike Lawson, these handicapped people have it so good. Was it a good seat? Oh, my God. It was my dream seat. It's my dream seat. It's like right in the middle, tons of leg room. There's no one around me. Because really what it is is a seat for a friend of a person who's in a wheelchair. Right. Well, fuck the box office guy. What is he like? Uh, We have one seat, but unfortunately, it's next to the handicapped people. Would you mind? Well, no, 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 no. In, no, no. In fairness to him, I, I, I left this part out. What he meant was, if a person with a handy, a handicapped person comes with a friend, they have to kick me out of the seat. Oh, okay. That's what he meant. So, oh my god! But no handicapped person showed up. It was the greatest seat of all time. I was by myself. No one. I had like my sh- my jacket. You know, put shit there, and I put my popcorn down. Oh my god! So yes, I thoroughly enjoyed Star Wars in basically my own little throne, good <laughs> in the ArcLight Theater, and just watch this movie, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Now, if anyone listening hasn't seen it, would you recommend they go see it? Yeah, I liked it. I didn't think it was the greatest movie of all time, but it hits all the right beats, hits all the right notes. Yeah, you know, kind of nostalgic. It's a lot of fun. Of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What did you think of it? I liked it. I think it was. I think my second favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, really? What did Steven think of it? Steve liked it. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think he liked it a lot. Um, There were a few moments where he screamed out loud. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, those were my favorite parts. What did your boss, your old boss, think of it? She liked it as well. She didn't show up. Not busy. (laughs) I'll just take the money. Yeah. She um she uh she liked it. She's a big Star Wars nerd, so um she knew she was gonna like it regardless. So she's one of those people yeah. that I think even enjoys episode one because she's just such a fan of Star Wars. Now I don't know what you think of this guy, but there's this actor named Adam Driver in the film. From Girls. From Girls. And I felt this way before The Force Awakens. I'm not even joking, he might be my number one. <gasps> really? I that is uh, not the direction I thought you were going with this. I thought you were gonna say you couldn't stand him. No, and I he find has him, this like uh, dirty thing. Well uh, okay, now I I'm find where you're going with this. Unbelievably sexy, like to the I'm po- I, certain that his butt stinks. Oh I don't care. Of it. I don't care. I need to have sex with that person before I die. Really? I find him like he I can't think of anyone in this world hotter than Adam Driver. I don't think I I I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, I, do, I don't think he's the hottest person in the world. I don't think he is, like, repulsive. But I know Steve has a, a big problem. Like, he didn't like... I, I, whatever, whatever character he was playing, what's it Kylo called? Kylo Ren. 
Kylo Ren, he was like, he was awful. His voice is dumb. Like Steve had a lot of problems with that was the only casting choice Steve didn't like. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Loved him as Kylo Ren. Loved it. Ugh, so sexy in that fucking suit. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, get into it. I turned into Donna Sugars there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed Darth it. Darth Sugars. <laughs> and that was uh, my trip to The Force Awakens, Mike Lawson. Of course, we didn't stop the show at any point to do other material right now. No, no. Cool. This is just well, a, natural, this is a natural end of that story that had no interruptions. I'm glad you liked it. I liked it as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, popcorn never tasted so good than when I was watching Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> I want to see my name on a poster. Let me find out on the poster said Joe Matanz <laughs> catching up. Yeah. Five stars. How many stars do we give on the show? Seven stars. That's what we give. We give seven out seven out of seven stars for Force Awakens. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. What else is going on with you, Michael Lawson? Um, Joey, there this has happened to me more than once, but there's a there's a lady in my office um who is a little bit on the grumpier side. She's an older mm-hmm. lady. She works in accounting. Okay. Does she wear those glasses that have the chain on the end of them? I am not sure, but I'm not sure that she does not. I'm not okay. sure if she does, but it's certainly possible. Um, but it's interesting. So I work in a kind of political place, and everyone there is like kind of uh, all – I agree politically with pretty much everybody. Like that's pretty much a given because you can't really get into this job and not feel – kind of liberal progressive okay i even like the receptionist who answers the phone right like deals with people and has to be on the same page of as everyone else however with accounting that's not necessarily the case because you're just doing the books now this older lady who does accounting i'm not saying she doesn't agree with me politically i'm not sure but she's just of a different cloth okay um and i had to work with her um, I had to get like something cleared through accounting in a rush, and there's this large like process set up, long process on how to get things done like this. But I couldn't wait that long. I needed it done quickly. This was a few weeks ago, and so I like had to storm in and make her incredibly uncomfortable by um, bending the rules and getting like rush approval and stuff. And you could tell she's like huffing and puffing the entire way, right? Like really pissed off that something has to be done that can't follow the process. Yeah. And um, she ended up on the day that we were going to like pull the trigger. I was like, uh, I went over to make sure everything was fine. And she's like, you know what? I'm actually leaving because my my cat has to be taken to the vet. Uh, It's an emergency. And we Mm -hmm. tried to take him last night, but... Uh, we couldn't find our cat carrier, mm-hmm. and we thought we would just wrap him in a towel and carry him. Yeah. But he freaked the fuck out and clawed up my husband and took off. Mm-hmm. So I have to leave. Sorry, I'm leaving. You're going to have to go to somebody else to help you with this. Goodbye. Right? We have to go get – he needs a cat scan. Totally. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you're dumb. And so that happened. Uh, uh-huh. I got everything yeah. taken care of. I know now. I know if you need anything from her, follow the process or like be extra compliment complimentary. 
you know, you have been in this sort of situation before. Somebody you know, you're not going to be able to get through this without pissing them off. So, like, you just try to be, like, really nice and whatever. Mm-hmm. So the other Every day. Every week. Without uh, fail. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So the other day I'm walking uh, – by her office and I see her sitting there. So I thought, you know what? I don't need anything from her right now, but I'm just going to get a couple extra brownie points. Cause eventually I am going to need something from her. So I yeah. stick my, I stick my head into her office and I know that she's already pissed because somebody's talking to her and I'm like, Hey lady, how's uh?" but I used her name. I didn't call her lady. I'm like, how's uh, your cat doing? Uh Oh, Joey. They put they had to put the cat down. So now she has to tell me the story of this and you could tell that it just made this angry woman sad. So now she's sad and angry. So the cat got put down and I'm the guy who remi- reminded her about it. Um thanks like we were I was just on the phone with the meowtuary. <laughs> the meowtuary? <laughs> yeah, that's where the, the dead cat goes. Um, what's weird though, Joey, is like, I don't know, over a year ago, um, there's a vet, a vet near my house kind of, Uh and I was like out for a walk. It was a nice, beautiful day. I'm out for a walk and I see one of my co, uh, I'm not coworkers. This was when I was at the nonprofit. It was a lady who her office was next door to ours. And, um, I see her, I'm like, Oh, Hey lady, whose office is next door to us. How are you doing? And she's like, fine, this is my cat. And she shows me the cat and everything, right? And time goes by. I don't see this woman all the time. But we would run into each other in the hallway from time to time. So, you know, months later when I run into her again, I'm like, hey, lady, how's your cat doing? And then, Joey, the same fucking thing she told me. You would think I would learn my lesson to not bring up the dumb cats when I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. Like, what? Why stop bringing people's cats? But that's what you do when you learn personal information about people. You're supposed to like, hey, person, how's this personal information stuff going? Like, that's a very that's a way that I connect with people, and it makes people think that I'm nice and trustworthy and not a sociopath. Well, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> I still think you're a sociopath. But then you never asked me about that. What else you do? You were always like, how's Jose? I'm like, Mike, it's been a year. You know that uh, we don't talk anymore. I know that. <laughs> I had to put Jose down. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the You know what? What I hear was really weird, and what? I think about this sometimes, I think about it right now, is right in front of me where, where we do the show, is a poster for the movie that Jose was in that you know and so sometimes like right now what we're talking about I look up and he's right there in front of me you know what's funny is most of the time I don't even notice you know but when I think about it there's a picture of Jose like literally three feet from my face uh every time I sit at this desk to do a show with you granted in the poster he's walking even there he's walking away from me this back to me <laughs> if anybody wants to see what the back of Jose looks like walking away from me, look up the poster for A Better Life. Hmm. That's Jose walking away. <laughs> That's what I see. Jose walking away. Don't go away, Jose. I won't see hey, Joe, you again you finish, for uh, that a year. Song, mm-hmm. Before you finish the song, what's going on in LA? <laughs> 
Okay, Mike, I want you to choose one of these two stories. Oh, is that what we're doing? I like that new thing now. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready when you are. (laughs) Mike, a woman hit pedestrian on purpose thinking it was her husband's mistress, police say. Okay. The trello says hit mistress. <laughs> and I was like, oh, clown I charged with sexually assault- assaulting two young girls. Again? <laughs> so, which one do you want? Do you want woman hit pedestrian on purpose thinking it was her husband's mistress, police say? Or clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls? Let's go with the hit mistress. Hit mistress? Okay. Very good. Mike, a woman admitted to running over a 19-year-old woman on purpose after she mistook the younger woman for her husband's mistress, police say. The identity of the driver has not been revealed, but she has been described as a woman in her late 30s. Police say the woman intentionally hit the 19-year-old victim on Wednesday afternoon as the teen was walking in Riverside. The victim was taken to a hospital and for non-life-threatening injuries. The driver was also taken to the hospital, but for an unrelated illness. <laughs> She's like, hachu! Like, you know what? You seem sick. We need to take well, you to the hospital. Was the unrelated but, illness like uh, rhymes with mental? Yeah, the old. I think so. The older woman admitted to investigators that she ran into the woman on the purpose. This is a terribly written story. That's thinking awful. it was. Where did you get this story? Where is I think it? it's like LA Weekly or something. Yeah. Thinking it was a woman who might have had some type of relationship with her husband. However, the woman was wrong. The victim did not know the husband. It was a case of mistaken identity. The woman's son, who the driver, who chose to remain anonymous, said that his mother had been suffering from mental illness and apologized to the victim's family. Wow. The woman's husband and son both indicated that this action was out of character for her. Mike Lawson, my question to you. Have you ever been in a case where you were so angry about an ex or him cheating on you or anything that you would run over his... No. his what do you call... Not a mistress. You don't call it a mister? What do you call? I don't know what you call a man. But the answer is no. Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not an angry type. No, you're associated. Like you plot. No, but I'm not vengeful. I just kind of. I feel like give up. I'm like, okay, well, that's done. I don't think yeah, I'm so like vengeful. Because you've had boyfriends who cheat on you in the past. What was your reaction when you found out they were cheating on you? Oh, just kept dating him for another year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until he brings hepatitis home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hepatitis. Isn't she from Inglewood? That's just an old RuPaul joke. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I don't think that I'm like the vengeful type to get angry like that. Um, I'm more – I think what I am – like I'm not saying I'm perfect at all. I'm just saying like that's not my route. Usually I'm like – I get cold and I'll get like – I'll separate quickly and cut it off. Do you know what I mean? Put a tourniquet on it. Okay, so well, let me, let me flip it then. Let me flip it. Let me flip it. Have you ever broken up with somebody and they went kind of crazy and not stalked you, yeah. but like they hounded you a little bit? Well, it's weird because it's the same story. It's this – the when the guy who cheated on me uh, that we were just talking about, when we eventually broke it off, there was a time where he came over. Um, mm-hmm. Like we had already broken up. It was done. It was done in my head. And he texted – I think it was a text. I'm kind of putting this together in my head, but like, did we actually text message back then? I'm not sure. But maybe he called and he said we were, he was coming over, and 
I said like, well, I'm already getting ready to go to sleep. And he said, well, I just want to come over and eat dinner and we could talk. And, and by like, dinner, I mean, put your cock in my mouth. So he came over and he ate dinner and I was like, oh, he actually eating. did eat dinner. Yeah. But then I was like, like, you just wanted to eat and then you're going to leave. And so he got mad because he drove from L.A. to Orange County. And then when he left, he from my window, remember how I was on that busy street in that apartment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, from the busy street. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. He was screaming. He like was like, oh, you selfish yeah. motherfucker. All this stuff. Because I vaguely remember this. Yes. Yeah. That was, it was kind of scary, actually. To Did be the neighbors all come out and be like, what, what's going on? Yeah, like, we, so we came out in their like, robe. So and many stuff. weird things on that street. <laughs> like that, that apartment, because it bit, faced the busy street, there was, I would say, probably at least under 10, but more than five times where I had to call the police because I saw... Uh, accident or i saw somebody get robbed or i saw a man beating up his girlfriend all Mm -hmm. kinds of shit happened on that street so well let me ask you why now why in his in his logic not that it was accurate but why in his logic were you selfish because he ate dinner and then i was like well you're done so i guess you could just take off then Oh, like he, I was oh, done, oh. and he was like, "I just want to come over and eat, and I'll talk okay, to you." So, so let me ask you this question: Then why did you let him come all the way down there just to eat dinner? No, I think I was very clear. I was like, "Well, I'm getting ready for bed, so it's not going to be a late night for me. You're not sleeping here; it's done." And so he's like, "No, I just want to eat, and I'll talk to you when I eat." And so we did what he said he wanted uh, to do, but yeah. there was meta message like he wanted to like either get it on or you know whatever, and I was like, "Nope." And so he was this pissed. This hepatitis is burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, he went crazy, though, that night. And did you ever hear from him? I mean, we obviously did, but when, how yeah. long was it before you heard from him again after that? Oh, like the next day. <laughs> oh, does he call you and go like, I'm sorry I stood on the street and called you a selfish he's, motherfucker? He's a crazy person, so I would occasion- I, he just would act like nothing happened because like, he would do that kind of crazy shit all the time. He was a type... There was a moment uh, once where I stopped talking to him because it just scared me. He was, like, so mad at, like, the urgent care center that he went to when he was sick one time. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said something like how he wanted to go shoot the place up. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. And so I was like, this is a crazy person thing. Like, you need help, bro. And he was like, you know my sense of humor. Like, you know my hilarious funny. sense of humor when I talk about shooting up a hospital? Yeah. Revolt. <laughs> I'm telling you, that joke is so good. Revolt. I still stand by that vote. I was just talking to someone. Um, the, uh, oh, uh, okay. The girl that was in the car. Mm-hmm. I talked to her recently. That's Adam Voss' girlfriend. She was telling me how funny that joke is. Just the other day, she was telling me how funny that joke is. Okay. Adam Voss is still with that girl woman yeah good 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 to hear yeah oh did Um, you meet her no but we talked about her oh okay all right joey here are your two stories uh yelper yelper who left one star review harassed by stalker who is also stalking businesses or sleep soundly knowing this earthquake bed will entomb you in the event of a disaster Oh, um, I've seen the diagram for that. Oh, my God. This is a tough one because I feel there's a lot of comedy in that earthquake bed. 
<laughs> the first one. Well, let me ask you this: Is there a lot more to that first one? Um, just to read the messages. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Let's just choose. I, hold, I know. I'm going to choose. Well, even I can edit down the silence. Earthquake bed. I saw the little animated version of what happens there. And the Yelp. Someone's stalking the Yelp reviewer. Is there any sort of surprise twist in that? No. I'm going to go with the Yelp reviewer because I think the earthquake bed is too visual. It, it was, I'm telling you, it was, it was, I'm not, I want to release my, I want to talk about my decision-making process here. It was a tough one. This is, I'm, I'm, it was, it was such, it was so close on this one. Yeah. And, uh, well, if we're editing, bed, if we're um, only doing one news story because of time, but then you have to talk about your decision-making. <laughs> We might as well just do two stories. It's taking forever. Okay, do do uh, do your story. Do the Yelp review. Yesterday, Joey, a photo of a threatening message sent to a Yelp user appeared on the internet. The Yelper, a lady named Megan K, had left a negative review about a Sunset District business called Ace Plumbing and Rooter. And another user, user who went by Ryan D, sent her a message apparently in response to a negative review about the business. Um, it has a mafioso-like tone explaining that Megan will suffer the same fate as, this is a quote, the last person who posted a bad review against this company. Uh, a scary message for anyone to receive, but it's important to note that anyone can private message anyone else on Yelp. They don't have to be associated with a Yelp business in order to do so. When uh, SF Weekly contacted Ace to hear their side of the so- story, and while they expected to hear no comment or something like that, they had actually more to say. Uh, they basically said, like, oh, I never employed anyone by Ryan D. We don't know who it is. Yada, yada, yada. But what's interesting is the message, uh, actually, uh, because of it, they started getting a whole bunch of other, a whole bunch of other one-star reviews. Because this lady posted the negative message. Then she started sharing on social media a screenshot of the message she got which said listen to me you got 24 hours to remove the review against ace plumbing and rooter or you'll regret it we have your information the last person who posted a bad review against this company ended up finding himself in trouble be careful karma could bite you and you could face the same fate so because of that people started posting a bunch of messages the lady actually hired an private investigator and filed police reports because she thought I don't know. She was scared, scared about it, which makes sense. And then yeah. um, she also started getting text messages from the person uh, who was using a Google voice number and just saying like kind of the same thing. Like you're going to regret it. I'll ruin your mental health. <laughs> uh, yada, 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 yada. But like she's a customer. So Ace Plumbing has her information, right? Mm-hmm. So. Don't you think that that's kind of connected somehow? Like, how does this, if they are not connected, how, first of all, how do they have her phone number? But second of all, why do they care? Yeah, yeah, that, that seems very careless. They're like, listen, uh, heard that there was some, a lot of hair in your, the pipes. Hate for anything to happen to those copper pipes you have running under your house. <laughs> 
How does he not have copper pipes? Well, there was um, a, a similar story in Phoenix for uh, when I, I – maybe when I first moved here um, where this lady who owned a bakery would respond. She was a crazy person. They've since closed down. But she would respond to negative Yelp reviews and like be mean. She would be like, oh, yeah, sure you didn't enjoy the service. That's why you were alone on a Friday night. It's because you're a loser. Like stuff like that. Um, she was a well, crazy person. Well, we know where you fall because you've gotten in Yelp fights with people. Uh, sort of. Not really a Yelp fight. Just like I've written a Yelp review because I had an awful experience. And I've said in my Yelp review, like, I'm never going back there. And then I've wanted to go back there. <laughs> but Have I you been back since? It. Oh, they've closed down. And I think oh, I had they something did. to do with that. I think maybe I had something to do with that. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, they closed down. Remember, didn't remember the owner went out in the street to ask you why you stopped going? Yeah, we walked by and she saw me, so she was, she flagged me down and was like, "Tell me what happened." Like, good, that was good customer service. She was like, "Tell me about the experience and yada yada yada." And I mean, I was in there mm-hmm. probably like a couple times a month, so she knew me, yeah, and enough to like recognize me from Yelp and stuff. But what do you think about Yelp reviews? Do you feel like? Uh, here's the thing. It's weird because I'm very, 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 um, com- very conflicted about it. Because, for instance, last night I went to dinner with a friend, and we were trying to choose a restaurant. We wanted it to be a special restaurant, so I definitely used Yelp to that capacity. But I have a very, I'm very careful with Yelp. I don't pay attention to the reviews. I pay attention to how many reviews it has. It has to have a lot of reviews, yeah. and then what the stars are after that. Yeah. And then I even look at those reviews to see because. I'll look at the negative one because the problem is, and I will say in my experience, I don't know if this is true, but I've noticed it with a lot of female Yelpers. They won't talk about the food. It'll be like, it was cold. One star. Like like the air was cold, you know, or like. Steve and I went to a Vietnamese uh, restaurant near him and the negative, there was only two reviews, one of negative, one positive, and the negative uh, kept saying stuff about the fish tank didn't have enough fish in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, or be I like, get it... that. I get what you're saying, but I feel like the value is not in solitary reviews. It's in the whole community saying this is a good place, or the whole community saying this is a bad place. Like, you know, yeah. if there's a ton of negative reviews, there's something wrong with that place. If there's a ton of good reviews, there's something good about that place. It doesn't mean that. I'm going to necessarily find my meal to be perfect, but at least I have this whole community vouching for it or I have this whole community saying, watch out. Yes. And then there's also the controversy about Yelp basically extorts the businesses into making certain reviews disappear. And, oh, you get negative if you don't advertise with them. So, again, I take them with a grain of salt, but I I I I do think it's a valuable resource. There's also something valuable uh, in if the top 10 reviews all say you have to have the michelada and you go to a place and Did you say meat enchilada? Yeah. <laughs> but if they all mention this one thing, then you know that that's the thing to get too, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. Interesting. But so, now I feel we have a time I, I don't feel the earthquake bed story is that long. I feel we have time for that story. So, um It's late and you can't sleep. You're up thinking about the big one. 
the inevitable quake coming for us all at any moment in the minds of our mothers. But have you considered purchasing the equivalent of a bunker that closes like a flytrap to keep you sort of safe or something? The earthquake bed or rather the anti-earthquake bed, has come to CBS locals' attention after making waves on Gizmodo and Mental Floss. And there's a little video of it here. Uh, the soundtrack to this demonstration should tell you how real and actualized this concept is, which is to say not at all, but it's still capable of terrifying you. The gist, your bed folds to become a sarcophagus survival chamber when disaster strikes, transforming into something like a bomb shelter with you inside. Uh, it was designed by this Chinese guy, and the patent for the bed was uh, filed in 2010, so a while ago, but it's just hitting the internet now. Um, that's pretty much it. It kind of sucks you in, and you're supposedly safe if your building collapses around you. What do you think of it? It's kind of, I think, more frightening than an actual earthquake. It looks ridiculous because yeah. I have a lot of questions too. Like, what if you, like, for instance, I actually don't sleep in the middle of my bed. I have a queen size bed, but I actually mostly sleep on the left side. Yeah. Even well, though- what it does is like the two, the bed um, splits in half and the sides kind of make yeah. you fall down. So, you, so I get, you yeah. I think it would pull you up and then you would roll into the center. Yeah, you're right. But then what if you sleep with somebody? Then you would both roll into the center. That's awful. You'd crash into each other and it'd be awful. Yeah, but you're safe then. And there's also rations under there. So there's food and water. Oh, there are? Really? Yeah, you could store food and water under there and you could live for a while. How long do you think you're going to be in this bed? Well, if the whole building collapses, which, by the way, buildings Uh, aren't really collapsing. Well, maybe in the big one. Um. I feel like the bed is more frightening than actual, like, I don't know. It just scares me that, what if also false alarm? I used to have this clap on, clap off light system. You know, those clap on. Yeah. I used to have that and I would wake up all the time with the lights on because like, I don't know, a noise, it would hear a noise and it would just think that it was a clap. Oh, any kind of noise it would hear, it would would think it was a clap and then clap on. So what if like. I don't know, a big truck goes by and it shakes and now you're stuck under your bed. Yeah. And there's mm. also the point, like, if I'm under there, how is it going to be harder if I'm screaming for help? Won't that make it harder for them to hear? Yeah, people keep walking by, like, oh, look, at here's this random box. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing in there. And you have food and water, but where are you going to get rid of the food and water after it's gone through your body? True, and I'll be honest with you. If there's no internet or iPad, I, it's pretty useless to me. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> Could be dying boredom. Like, ugh, so oh, there's bored. two versions of it. This other version, basically, the lid of the cocoon is above you, and so when an earthquake goes, it like falls around you. So you, it, nothing touches you. You're just stuck now in bed. I like that one a little bit better. That one makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but they're scary. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Earthquakes don't scare me that much. No, they don't. You know, also, like, they don't last that long. And I actually think, I remember once I was with my family in, like, an open field, right? And it happened. And you're like, oh, this is kind of fun because I know everybody's safe. Yeah. And nothing's going to fall on me. Yeah. It's kind of like a ride, you know? Yeah. Have you ever been in a car during an earthquake? 
Yeah, there was actually a really big earthquake in L.A. recently. And uh, well, I told this story on the show. Yeah, I was yeah, driving yeah. and I was talking to um, my cousin Richard. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I have a cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And uh, we were talking on the phone and he screamed because there was an earthquake. But I didn't feel the earthquake. But remember, I saw that weird rare occurrence of earthquake light or whatever it's called. It was like the craziest oh, thing I've ever seen right. in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, I remember this story. You told it on the show, I think, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And uh, I saw, I, so I was screaming because of the lights. I didn't know there was an earthquake and he was screaming because of the earthquake. Oh, weird. Um, Cool. Well, that's a certainly a California story. Earthquake centric. Yeah. Not everyone has earthquakes, but uh, what do you got going on next week, Joey? Right now, the only real thing I have going on is Christmas. I mean, I think there might be stuff going on this weekend. Oh, no. I will say Christmas Eve. I just found out before the show started. Myself, friend of the show Paul, and his partner John were all three of us going to a marionette puppet show of a Nutcracker in L.A. Nutcracker is like barely, barely... um uh barely um i'm barely able to sit through it what word am i thinking of but this is marionettes that makes it worse oh my god i hope it's short i hope so too it's it's a really long show but also like how close are you gonna be I don't know. Mike, this will be on the next episode. I don't know anything's going to happen. Well, I'll okay. know more information. But it's, it's a, I've always wanted to go there to the Bob Baker Marionette Theater in Los Angeles, uh, known for its creepy puppets. And okay. what's funny is John's always wanted to go and Paul's never wanted to go. And so the big bitterness is that now that I'll, I'm willing to go, Paul will go. Oh. But I, I, bring... I think I've talked about this in the show. Huh? Is he going to bring any dolls with him? You know he will. You know he will. <laughs> As I've said on as I've said on the show, um, I think the reason is is now Paul has someone to talk about to talk to about the show, like because John takes the marionettes very seriously, right? Whereas I'll be like, oh my god, and so we can commiserate about being yeah. at this show. Well, it's like a really garlicky hummus, and he lives in this really garlicky hummus, but like you're a very plain cracker to that, so like he can actually have. He loves the garlicky hummus, but every once in a while you need like something kind of yeah right re- regular to to you know make it yeah less cut crazy. through it yeah. So you are that you are a plain cracker. What are you? So. Aren't you going to? Where are you going for Christmas? What are you doing? That was, that was my plan- my nickname uh, when I was younger, plain cracker. By the way, <laughs> um, I'm going to Phoenix. Uh, I leave. I had a momentary freak out today, actually. So. Wait, um, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you for a second. I forgot about this. They talk shit on Phoenix so much on the musical If Then. Phoenix is awful. It's all good. It's all real. So you agreed with all that? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Phoenix, um, I had a momentary freak out because I know I text my sister like my exact uh, flight information. Uh-huh. So that means I probably purchased a flight, right? So I was like searching through my email and I couldn't find it. And then I went on Southwest and I couldn't remember my login information and then realized that my Southwest uh, points and everything were connected to my work email from my old job. So I had to like reset the email and it was just a long fucking process. And 
during this whole process, I'm waiting for my email to get uh, updated, which took forever. And I was looking through my bank account to like make sure I did pay for it because I started thinking like, holy shit, maybe I didn't buy it. I just told my sister when I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. But thought I was gonna like buy it. I don't know the next and the next day or something. And so I started freaking out a little bit because if I had to buy a ticket for New Year, or, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve through the Sunday after Christmas Eve, if I had to buy that today, it would be oh ridiculous. God. But luckily, um, I did. I, I did see that I bought it. I haven't uh, been able to log into Southwest yet. I'll have to get on that. So I don't know exactly the times. Um, well, I did text it to my sister, but I don't know like my flight time. I know my arrival times. Um, so I'm flying out Christmas Eve and I come home, uh, the Sunday after Christmas, which are two awful days to fly, but I love my family. Well, I'm sure you'll have a great time with your family outside of Phoenix. Yeah. Will your, will your nephew be there? Yeah. He's going to be there too. This is the first time I'll see him since he's moved to Portland Hmm. or Seattle. I don't know. Where does he live? (laughs) Does your sister miss him? Yeah, I'm sure of it. But I think there's also like a little bit of relief. Mm-hmm. Don't you? You know what I mean? Like he's he could have problems, but he's going to call when he has those problems and wants to tell her. Yeah. She doesn't have to like reach out and find if he's having the problems. I don't know. Um, cool. Well, nice catching up with you, Joey. Merry Christmas, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.